You let me know when you're recording, Jordan. You let me know when you're ready to start this for real, when you're ready to get serious. Oh, sure. I'm recording then. Okay. You used to always freaking stealth begin the recording and not tell me. And then I'd be like, well, I haven't been recording any of this. So then the last like three times we recorded, I started recording ahead of time. And you're like, I wasn't recording any of that. I'm like, well, okay then. So, you know. This sounds, it sounds where, awfully where are we conspiratorial, on Jordan. You sound like a crazy person right now. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Say it. You have been at the checkout every time I've bought groceries in the last year. And I don't know how you have time to be working at every major grocery establishment in the area. What do you think is more likely? Do you think that I work at every grocery store or that every time you get into your car, you're gassed and they just bring you back to my grocery store? It's entirely possible that all the windows on my car are actually elaborate screens yeah. and that they're like, j- everything else is like a stage that's being like quick changed around me. They're like just rollers go, see like that have like a cartoon background that just scrolls as you pretend to drive your car that's like not actually connected to any engine or anything. There's just a bunch of people in black morph suits that like kind of rumble the car to make it feel like it's driving. This fucked up. This is making me feel uncomfortable. Jordan, let me, let me, uh, I'll, I'll give you, okay, let me give you a hypothetical. You're a pedophile, right? Okay. Got it. Jordan's a pedophile. You like, you like kids. You're sexually attracted to kids. You're a pedophile. Um, sure. Let's just, let's just also say Michael's a pedophile in this well, scenario. Let's just say, let's just say for a second, you're a pedophile. Got it. Okay. This is, uh, this is X Reader. The Internet Culture and Appreciation Podcast. Uh, today, we are doing a lovely variety episode. The first of uh, season four, Jordan. Really? Yeah. Wow, we've passed the threshold. I had no idea. Things are moving fast. You know, we're picking up momentum. We are fucking speeding through this content. It's incredible, really. Yeah, especially considering the fact that we dro- we, we dropped the ball that one week where we just didn't record anything. It feels like uh, feels like that's every week, and yet somehow here we are. Well, that's just be- again. That's because I gas you <laughs> after we after we finish, and and then you <laughs> you wake up not knowing any of the not knowing any of the wiser, you know. Yeah, frankly, I, I was about to say that that's just about what it feels like. Everything in my life is. I'm like I I'm I'm pretty sure I'm constantly screwing this up, but yeah. uh, things do seem to continually just keep happening. So I guess something's working. Yeah, failing to the top—that's what they call it. <laughs> or I guess you're not even failing, really. You're just sleeping. You're sleeping to the top, which has a yeah, different implication, especially considering mm. you're a pedophile. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's what I put on my CV. <laughs> Sleeping my way to the top, <laughs> baby. Uh, so the uh, this show, X Reader, normally every week we, we tackle a fan fiction. We tackle something that someone has poured their heart and soul into to bring new life to characters. But every once in a while, we have a, a variety episode where instead of a fan fiction, we grab something like an article, uh, an interview, a comment section, reviews, all sorts of crazy good stuff. Because, you know, you got to mix it up once in a while. And today is one of those days. I have three choice selections from the depths of the internet. And that first, that first thing, that first little nugget of reading I have for us, I'm going to send to you, Jordan, because I'd like you to start us off. This is a, this is a Jordan Michael Jordan sandwich. So you're a, you're a slice of bread. Michael Jordan's one. involved? Hmm? Okay. I said Michael Jordan's involved. I I mean, eventually Michael Jordan might be involved, but uh, we'll we'll save that till later. Okay, excellent description. <clears throat> uh, there's an annotation. Uh, this section this section possibly contains original research. Please improve it by verifying the claims made and adding inline citations. Statements consisting only of original research should be removed. I like that. So this is a rogue Wikipedia article someone has written, like, all on their own. Um, <clears throat> I mean, what happened to, what happened to like, on-the-street journalism, though? You know, sometimes we need a little yeah. bit of original research. We can't trust yeah, the well, why do we need this big media, Verified. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this song is about a man 
who talks about going to the country and eating a lot of peaches. <laughs> it also talks about canned peaches and peach pie. It describes the experience of crushing a rotten peach, taking a nap by the roots of a tree, and sticking a finger into the flesh of a peach. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming that this is a, a Wikipedia article about the song uh, Millions of Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> yes. If I if I had to guess. Yes, that is um, what it is. My favorite part of every like good, like weird wiki article is uh, like the links, you know? like what they've decided to like add a link for because we've got a link for the country Mm -hmm. peaches canned peaches peach pie rotten and taking a nap the concept of taking a nap has a hyperlink like if you're gonna put rotten in there you could just put every single word in here roots why don't have a link for roots yeah a link for flesh a list for uh, a uh, a link for sticking a finger into the flesh of a peach that leads you to, you know, like the, you know, the, the fucking like finger banging wiki page, you know, <laughs> just go crazy with it. Like in an Encyclopedia Dramatica where every other word takes you some some awful place. But that was just an appetizer, Jordan. <laughs> that was a delicious peachy appetizer. I mean, yeah, that was just an appetizer of peaches. Yeah. Yeah. They, peaches come in a can. They were put there by a man who works in a factory downtown. Yeah. How come that's not included in here? This description is like missing a lot. I mean, the plot synopsis of the song is like pretty. They've really skimmed, you know, they've skimmed the peaches. I feel like there's there's I mean, if you were just going to like literally write what happens in the song, then that's part of it that we're missing. But they decided to include the part where he sticks a finger into the flesh of a peach. Mm hmm. This section, I, I do like, this section possibly contains original research. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, he listened to the song? Was that the research? That was the research. Uh, p- please, sir. Uh, can we get a member of the Associated Press to <laughs> to go ahead and verify this? We need... um. Absolutely unacceptable. Uh, Those are not Wikipedia standards, okay? You're gonna you're gonna have to cite that source. <laughs> please improve it by verifying the claims made. What claims? <laughs> that peaches come in a can? And they, were, they put were put there, there by, by a man. man? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, good start. So yeah. um so there's not more to that. We no, don't have a just whole, a just a, whole... a tasty little appetizer. I wanted you to read it because I thought it was very funny to just take that out of context because it doesn't say right. what song it is, but I <laughs> I love that it's it they give you almost the entire song, and so you know what song it is, even though <laughs> even though it doesn't specifically say. Yeah, um, that'd be a good like bumper sticker, you know, someone in like little white text, someone's going to read it and be like, oh, it must be like a Bible verse or something. But, uh, you know, very quickly <laughs> they're like, oh, I okay. And that's also like a good litmus test of like whether or not you get it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. um, what do they call that? It's like the uh, there's a word for it. Uh, I can't remember. But there's a, there's a word for that when it's like the it, it's basically the equivalent of if you get it you get it sort of statement uh-huh. but there's a there's like a specific word for it but anyway is the song peaches uh, an open secret yeah i mm. think so i think that you have it's to be do- it's, is it a, is it a dog whistle is that what you're referring to is no, peaches it, a dog whistle i was <laughs> trying to avoid using the term dog whistle cuz that's not what i meant <laughs> but but yes in no that in, sounds like what you're describing in modern in modern well dog whistle has the implication of being like a call to action i don't think there's any call to action in uh making making it's a little like, hole for a worm to hide <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> hole for a worm to hide dude imagine if in like you know it's like the marvel movies or whatever you know but instead of whispering hail hydra hydra gary shandling you know just said like peaches come in a can and the other guy looks at him. They were put there by a man. Yeah. And then they fucking blow up parliament. Yeah. Oh, no, he just goes in. And he's like, millions of peaches. <laughs> peaches for me. <laughs> so do you feel do you feel fruity? Do you feel primed for our, for our next little nugget here? I know that was short, but I feel like a finger has been pressed into my flesh. Okay, so this one requires a little more uh, primer. I- I'll I'll tackle this one, but th- the primer for this one is basically I don't even know how I found this, but I stumbled upon a website called Meet the Dealer. So that's like meet as in you're meeting someone. Meet the Dealer. Um, okay. The name of the website means nothing because the website itself is basically a how-to 
slash kind of self-help website, but it appears to either be written entirely by a bot or written by someone who doesn't speak English, who has machine translated the entirety of the website. Very good. Don't know which one it is. It could be either one, but I thought, hey, you know what? We are, uh, we're at that age, we're young adults, we're, we're learning to take care of ourselves and enter the, enter the big wide world of adulthood and, and we need to learn some, some life lessons, some stuff that'll like, carry us forward. And so I, I grabbed an article from Meet the Dealer called Instructions for Keeping a Clean House. Oh, okay. So that's what this is. So these are like, um, these are like poor Richard's Almanac style like little life ti- lifestyle hints and tricks. Yeah. You know, is, th- is that how they would describe it? Is that how like a, you know, like a Zoom or YouTube video would describe poor Richard's Almanac? Yeah. <laughs> 10 T- hints and tricks for, Tips and tricks, for yeah. colonial living. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what to, you know, what to do if you're, what to do if your house slave mouths off in front of company, <laughs> you know, how to keep your house clean. Uh, this was posted May 2nd, uh, 2020. The author, apparently, allegedly, the author is someone mm-hmm. named Aubrey Morrison. I can't speak to okay. the veracity of that, but that's what it says. 100% a made-up name. Yeah. Aubrey it, Morrison. It looks made up. That's a sim. <laughs> uh, instructions that's for keeping a quest giver a house in clean. Fallout. <laughs> mm-hmm. Instructions for keeping a house clean. <clears throat> It is one thing to give each room intensive cleaning. However, how would you make sure your your home stays hassle-free every day of the week? In all honesty, indeed, a cleaning plan. Summarized to keep your ice chest, divider, or work area help keep you and your household tidy. Your calendar should be incorporate where what should be done. However, when it should be finished... So that's the first paragraph. We're moving on here. By separating errands in your small household to on day-to-day, week-to-week, and even month-to-month schedule, you can keep your home in violin shape year-round. Sure, like the shape of a, of a, of a gorgeous, curvaceous woman. Yeah, a violin, like the instrument. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what other shape would a house be in? I can't think of one, to be honest with you. All right. So here's where the actual uh, the steps start. That was your intro, your intro, your your intro to the body paragraphs, and here are here's the meat. <laughs> Many people hold on until their house is chaotic to start cleaning. Try to invest a little effort on a constant basis to keep your home as clean as you might expect under the circumstances. <laughs> I like the I like the how general that that sentence is. Try to yeah. invest a little like, effort dude, on a constant basis to keep your home as clean as you might expect under the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're being realistic. They're just like, do your best, you know? Like, yeah. uh, if it's a sort of week where you've been slamming 40s and uh, doing scratcher tickets till 3 in the morning, you know, then, like, it, the house isn't going to be receiving the same standard of care. We understand that, you yeah. know? But when it's your weekend with the kids, you, you, you know, in the very least, has to have to kick the Roach Motels uh, under the refrigerator. <clears throat> Do you maybe want to take a crack at translating these sentences to see if we can make, uh, make, uh, make it more clear for us native English speakers? What are you talking about? Oh, you, you don't even notice that this is weird. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, it's a little, I mean, I get what they're saying. It's, it's not like that crazy. Here, read me. Read me a part. Pick something out. We're gonna go through it. Well, it's not a very long article. Don't <laughs> don't worry. These day to day errands are small but successful signs on how to keep a house clean. Make sure. the bed. The most ideal approach to start the day is making bed. Basically, making your bed every day will have a ripple impact, allowing you to keep everything else perfect and clean. Hey. You know, get get your day started right. You know, get the ball moving. Get some momentum going. Make your bed. Yeah. You got to start that ripple impact. Sure. I mean, you know, it, I wouldn't it, like you said, it, it smacks of like that, like old family guy sketch of like the, you know, the foreign guys who are like pretty good at English, but still don't have it 100 <laughs> percent. It's like, yeah, it's a little strange, the vernacular, but um, you know, I, I like it. Absolutely. It's very evocative, Michael. I can imagine, you know, just a ripple of positivity, you know, that you, you throw in that pebble of mm-hmm. making your bed into the pond of your day. You know, Ooh, the pond of your uh, day. That, I like that. That's a good. That's right. That's mine now. 
into the stinky toilet bowl of your afternoon. All right, here's another tip. Impeccable okay. while cooking. As you discover how to keep a house clean, carefully consider clutter in the kitchen. Oh, nice little uh, alliteration there. Throw away empty parts and packages as you use them. Wash pots and utensils while dinner is cooking on the grill. Be sure to take care of dishes before soaking after dinner. Cleaning as you go saves time and keeps your kitchen in violin shape. Again with the violin shape. I guess, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I kind of understand what they're saying. I, I don't know. You keep a violin clean? Is that a is that like a thing? You know? It's like a well-oiled machine. Well, you say clean as a, a violin whistle. Is. You don't say clean as a violin. Sure, but have you ever even imagined a dirty violin? It's unimaginable. <laughs> You're right. I can't you can't even begin to picture it. You uh, you associate a violin with cleanliness, you know, with a certain sort of conduct. Yeah. Um I will say this though. They they did mention soaking mm-hmm. the dishes and I mean as as any everyone who does the dishes knows. Soaking is a scam. It's just something you say so you don't have to clean that dish right away. Yeah. It's not a real thing. So, like, I would tell somebody, you know, in confidence, like, oh, yeah, just, you know, let the motherfucker soak so you don't have to so you don't have to get at it right at that moment. Yeah. Um, and it's like a that's an open secret. Everybody knows that none of the dishes actually have to soak. Much like millions of peaches. Exactly. Yeah. That's a dog whistle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clean as a dog whistle. Woof, woof. If I was going to um, write like a like an open letter like this, you know, um, I don't th- I wouldn't include letting it soak because we're, oh, we're trying think... to, to help people here. Yeah. You think that's giving people an easy out? Absolutely. I do. Michael, the only thing you would ever need to let soak would be a dish that you should have just done right away in the first place. And now it needs to soak because you left it out like oatmeal. You know, you may need to let a bowl of oatmeal soak Jordan, if you left it out overnight. You, and it's all right. dried up. I agree. The audience, me, I agree with you. But here's the I'm getting thing. heated about we this. can't we can't shatter that reality because that's the br- it's like you don't want to burn the bridge you're walking on. Right. All right. You know, we can't. I'm just trying to I illustrate the the I fact think. that like I've lost all confidence in in Aubrey Mendoza. Who are we? Who's reading this? Aubrey Morrison. Tip number three. Moving on. Michael's in a hurry. He's rushing us through this. Did, I, Michael, I find it did interesting. Did you have Dindin? You want to you you just wax poetic about how much you hate to soak, but I'm, I'm here to tell you there are there are at least four more tips, cleaning tips that well, we got to get through. I'm just a little triggered because that stranger who fucking wouldn't stop talking to me at brunch the <laughs> other day, every time I had something to add to the conversation that was substantive, that could have possibly bloomed into a, a, a real talk, you know, like about something, uh, he would just move, he would just ignore me and move on. Jordan. And it was very frustrating. I was like, you you just keep switching topics. And why do Jordan, that? That was me in prosthetics. Why have you not figured that out yet? I thought it was strange. That- it was movie magic, Jordan. It is weird that my car is... <laughs> That every building in town seems to be attached to my garage. <laughs> yeah, that that it's weird that to get anywhere that Jordan needs to go, he just has to drive around a cul-de-sac like X number of times until his GPS says that he's there. And then he just pulls into the same parking spot. <laughs> All right, continue. Tip number three, get as you go. Turn it into a strategic boundary disaster by earning your assets anytime you leave a room. See, now we're getting somewhere. Strategic boundary disaster. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Repeat that last part. What is? What, how do we avoid this? Or Get, how do we bring this upon ourselves? It's, it's okay. I must have been reading too quickly. Here, let me really read that for you again. Get <laughs> as you go. Turn it into a strategic boundary disaster by earning your assets anytime you leave a room. Bring a pair of shoes when you go upstairs. Take the espresso cup to the counter and bring dirty clothes upstairs. Okay, so again, solid advice. It's just like <laughs> maximizing your time. But like, what is, uh, what do you think a strategic boundary disaster is? I mean, a strategic boundary, I really, I really don't even, ha- I have no fucking idea what that was supposed to be before they put it into the fucking robot and had him spit it out in English. Yeah, like, because we've got, we've got our context, you know, now we have to work backwards. There's no way of knowing what they meant for that. <laughs> we got to reverse engineer that statement. It's just that whole, that whole, pa- it's only two sentences. It's. I'm going to read the whole thing one more time. The two sentences again. 
Get As You Go. Turn it into a strategic boundary disaster by earning your assets any time you leave a room. Bring a pair of shoes when you go upstairs, take the espresso cup up to the counter, and bring dirty clothes upstairs. So it's really just the first part that doesn't make sense. Earning your assets. Earning your assets any time you leave a room. Okay. Maybe that means like, uh, maybe it was like the equivalent of um, like uh, earning your keep, you know? Like, you're uh, you're paying your way. You're uh, you know you're doing your part. If we're being real here, I think earning is the word that got fucked in the translation. I don't think it should have been earning. I think assets probably actually means um, like belongings, and I think earning probably should have been like tidying up. So I think what it's trying to say is basically don't leave your stuff in public rooms. Like, don't leave your jacket in the room. Take your shoes with you yeah. when you're done wearing them, basically. Sure. Because um, this person is living on the 120th floor of, like, an <laughs> eco high-rise with, with 30 people. Yeah. And there's a common room. Yeah, there's a common room. It's like the Harry Potter houses. There's, like, the common room. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave your stuff in the common room because then the Weasleys are going to get into it. They're going to be putting spells on your shit. There's going to be, like somebody's owl is going to fly away with your books. It's just a whole mess. You know, that that is yeah. a strategic boundary disaster. Yeah. I don't know why people are so afraid of, you know, uh, high-density vertical housing. I personally can't wait to live in, like, a peach tree style, like, uh, building that is, like, my entire life. Wow, peach you know? trees. It all comes back. It's all thematic, isn't it? it? All co- oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> this is the fourth tip here. <clears throat> Clean up disorders as they occur. Do whatever it takes to leave no spill or small chaotic heap unattended. Take a couple of minutes to wipe them off with a sticky material so you're not handling the prepared stains towards the end of the week. I... Well, you know, it's everyone's working together in this house. I mean, someone had to prepare those stains. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and knowing that it was someone else's job to go ahead and, and clean them up. So this is like a game, I'm thinking. Clean them up with a sticky material. With a sticky material. Yeah. So they've got their own, which presumably is also leaving some sort of residue for the next person. So this is some sort of like Dr. Seuss-style madhouse where everyone's <laughs> job is to like create some sort of mess of their own for the next person to then come into the room and clean up. Yeah, some it's sort like of a procession weird... Of, some sort of weird like purgatory... Where, like, instead of Judgment Day being, like, everyone just gets to go home, Judgment Day is, like, some weird bird with, like, a single hair on its head drives, like, an insane vehicle through the front door. And the vehicle just has a bunch of hands with gloves that, like, dust things. And then it chases everybody out of the house. Yeah, exactly. And in all the rooms, the house is shaped like the like a, like a wheel. And uh, all of the spokes are the rooms, and we're all—they're all just following each other into each room to then have to play a game of like clean up, you know, clean up the mess and fucking make sure to take your coffee cup with you. And yeah. if you don't, if you, you know, don't. and the next person finds it in there, and yeah. you know, you didn't fucking like create your disaster partition or yeah. whatever. You'll then, have like, a, you'll have a the serious pokers under your fingernails. You'll have a serious night. strategic boundary disaster. I'm glad that we finally yeah. pieced together the the message here. <laughs> I feel like is this what Bible study is like for like uh for for people for like for like Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff, you know? Are we uncovering like the real word here? No, like the because I think message? I think this is this is not what Bible study is like. This is what people who did the original translations of the Bible I think had it like where they were like they were like, all right. Well, well, that's why I use the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm talking about people who are like making new scripture, you know, even to today, like oh, using the old stuff. Because that see. still goes on. Sure. This is what like Mormon Bible study is like, because they like create the new truth or whatever. Well, Mormon Bible study is more like what we do on the normal episodes where we just read some bullshit that someone made up. <laughs> that's that's what Mormon Bible studies is like. What did he do with that peach, Moses? He stuck his finger in it. A little worm for a hole to hide. <laughs> is this what Joseph Smith was doing before they, like, you know, threw him out the roof of that prison and, like, shot him to death? It's not Joseph Smith, dude. It's Aubrey Morrison. How many times do I gotta tell <laughs> <Sorry>. you? <laughs> You're right. So by now, your house should be pretty clean. You know, these last ones, these are just here to, like, finish it off. Yeah, we've gathered up the cups. We've done the dishes. Yeah. We've made our bed. It sent ripples throughout the house because mm-hmm. 
There's some sort of terrible uh, quantum bed. <laughs> yeah, quantum quantum chores that we're doing. <clears throat> Order the mail. We receive mail every day, and most of that mail ends up being junk. Instead of letting it pile up under your mailbox it, or sister. counter, order it the next time you walk through the doorway. Detect invoices, coupons, and individual correspondence in their appropriate places at the moment you receive the mail and reuse the junk mail. Maybe this is a robot. That does kind of sound like instructions that, like, uh, you know, your computer would receive, like on training day. <laughs> You know, order the mail, detect invoices. Yeah. <laughs> um, these are all things that, you know, POS software does. <laughs> Piece of shit software. <laughs> it's point of sale, Michael. Re- I like oh, I like reuse the junk mail is how that paragraph ends. Yeah, dude. Put it, you know, if you got a parakeet. Yeah. You shred it up. Something. A little hamster. Yeah. A little nesting for them. Yeah. You got kids, you put it in their bottles <laughs> and uh, mix it with the milk. You got kids, Add shred it color. up. A little nesting for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who? I don't even know why people buy cribs. I'm looking at my dresser right now, and I think you could just pull out the dresser drawer and like stuff it full of pillows and put them in there, like oh. you do if you got like you know little kittens. I thought you were gonna, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like you would just like hollow Tony out like a like a the tauntaun and just like tuck your baby in. Absolutely, I think a more contemporary uh, example would be maybe the horse in a, you know, whatever that fucking movie was, <laughs> The Revenant. Did they hollow out a horse in The Revenant? He stuck himself in a horse. To, I, I, yeah, I think he cut open a horse and slept in it. I think Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, really lived inside that horse. He peed inside its bladder so he wouldn't leave a trail <laughs> for the engines to follow him. Stick my finger inside, make a little hole for a worm to hide. <laughs> <laughs> make a little hole. <laughs> he's cramming his soft wiener yeah. into this he's, horse gut. He's hiding his piss, but he's also singing the Amer- the presidents of the United States of America at the top of his lungs, and it's just echoing through the forest. And <laughs> Yeah, through the canyons, yeah. <laughs> the frost gathers on his beard. <laughs> how, did, how did we get here? Clear the kitchen floor. The kitchen regularly observes more traffic than the rest of the house, which means that the floor collects a large amount of dirt, debris, and jets. Don't spend nearly every day cleaning the floor, and you won't see the dirt crawling around the house all week. Well, I feel like I'm getting conflicting instructions here. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Well, don't spend every day cleaning the floor, and you won't notice... Whatever the fuck they said, little critters cripping <laughs> down your down your um, moonlit aisle. Uh, you know. You want me to read that last like, sentence again? I got the gist of it. Um, <laughs> I, I think what they're I think what they're saying is, you know, if you stress too much about cleaning the floor, Michael, it'll never really be clean. You know, a watched pot never boils and all that. Oh, you think? You know, <laughs> a, cl- a, cl- a cleaned floor is is never filthy. Uh, that's well, a cleaned floor is never filthy, but a <laughs> I think it's what you're saying is the inverse, which is like what a, is is always filthy. Yeah, a clean floor is always filthy, which is something I feel like Philip would say to get. That's like something Philip would say to, and he's like, it's an old American expression, and then like, gonna find out in fifteen years that that's not an old American expression. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time that Phil and are you know somewhere, and she sees someone using a broom. And she says to him, I thought you said that you didn't use brooms in America. And he says, you just look so happy, you know, on your hands and knees doing it by hand. I just didn't think you needed one. <laughs> you look so happy. Doing it with your to- doing it with your toothbrush that I fucking so gratefully bought for you from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> Phil doesn't buy his teeth brushes. He gets them from the dentist. Phil doesn't buy some <laughs> things. Let me oh let me gosh. hit you with that last paragraph one more time. Because I, I feel yeah, like please do because it got in. something something happened at the end of it that I'm not quite sure I <laughs> I understood. Clear the kitchen floor. The kitchen mm-hmm. regularly observes more traffic than the rest of the house, which means the floor yeah, collects a true. large amount of dirt, debris, and jets. And jets. That's right. I wasn't clear on that. Yeah, you don't spend nearly every day cleaning the floor, and you won't see the dirt crawling around the house all week. <laughs> that's right, crawling around the house. So who who's crawling in this? The dirt. Who's the subject of this? Are you crawling or is the dirt crawling? It says, and you won't see the dirt crawling around the house all week. Oh, so are you well, asking be, if you won't see the dirt you, as you, you want to know crawling. if it's a transitive or not? <laughs> yeah. Fucking that. Like, who, who is the subject of this? Uh, 
of that little exchange there. Are you crawling around the house looking for dirt, but you're not seeing it? No, I think or is the dirt. Are you witnessing the dirt crawling? That's that's how I read it. I think I think it's like someone's like they're they're on their way to uh, bring their shoes upstairs. And then all of a sudden they catch out of the corner of their eye. Here comes the dirt. It's crawling along. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's just it's just basically sounds like soil moving. It's just like <laughs> it's like really quiet, but it sounds like just soil moving along. That'd be terrible. There what if we had dirt. bugs that like collected crap all over them, and, like walked around your house? You know, it's just bugs. It's just regular bug. No, but like you know, like the, the bugs are dirty, I guess, but only in the sense that like you know what cockroaches can like you know the the hair on their legs people can be allergic to or or whatever you know some bug excrement you know can make you sick but like that's also what um, phil tells the when he says that he's allergic to the hair on her legs <laughs> and if, and if that's she, why he made her get it laser removed yeah and if she, yeah and if she do, and she doesn't comply then he'll uh then he'll he'll re, he'll revoke her toothbrush rights <laughs> and then she'll have to use one of those little like uh those little, you know, those little finger puppets that look like monsters. She'll have to use that to clean yeah. the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but you know, like a bug is is generally bugs aren't bad on their own. They're just a sign of a dirty house. You know, with the filth comes the bugs. But bugs aren't filthy. You catch my meaning? <laughs> I think that's going to um, be the subtitle for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> with the filth comes the bugs <laughs> absolutely but what if there was just a bug that just like rolled around your house picking up dirt you know like real dust bunnies you know just like moving oh, clumps of of hair like a and, dung beetle and except instead dead of skin. poop it's just like a pile of a pile of like just just lint and <laughs> yeah and like just moving nastiness around if you have pets then it's just like an awful little thing of dog hair cat yeah. hair yeah if you know, if you got a fish tank, it's gathering up all like those flakes that don't make it into the tank. Yeah. Um, the flakes that blow like a bag, you know, yeah. like a bagworm, except aggressive <laughs> and it makes noise. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you learn how to clean your house? Because those are all the cleaning tips I have. Um, I'm, I mean, look, you know, I mean, uh, power to them, but like, I'm already sort of an expert house cleaner. So like, this was really, um, I could probably give this person some tips if I'm honest. Yeah. You don't, th you don't think that this person is impeccable while cooking? No. And I think that, um, I mean, first of all, I never allow the jets in the kitchen. That is strictly a living room activity. Yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure about those jet it you know, dirt and debris, sure, but a large amount of jets? That seems it seems like maybe you're not uh taking care of the old homestead at that point. Like, oh here's yeah. a seven forty seven over here, here's a fucking F twenty two over here, you know. Like that's a that's like one, two hours of work to clean that up. And like how did it get that way, you know? While you were while you were dealing with the yeah. uh, you know, strategic boundary disaster? I don't think so, you know. That happened on your watch. And they didn't include anything in there about how in order to keep yourself um you know, like motivated throughout the day, you should pause and look at pictures of bats. Yeah, that's true. I usually when I'm uh when I'm like trying to, you know, Re rejuvenate regenerate you know for physical stuff you know you do a little bit of tai chi you do mm -hmm. a little bit of yoga some active stretching you know isometric exercises you know but but yeah mentally you know this stuff will weigh on you and you really gotta like just look up pictures of you know bats here's the thing and you know what like uh you made the you made your bed you may as well lay down in it and it, you trust me if you've only been using google hit up bing yeah. Bing, well, Google's Bing is going to give you some new, some bats you haven't seen. That's before. true. I mean, these are all well, just that's in their tips on cleaning, too, right? Because Google is a search engine, but Bing is a bat engine. Well, we're, we are nearing the uh, the third act of our variety episode here, um, but I, I I think it's now that we're done with the meat, it's time to return to that second slice of bread. Uh, Jordan, I'm going to send you something. Uh, this is for you to read, and I think you'll be uh, I think you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised, not only with the work itself but with its uh, continuity i'm just imagining like a like just like white bread like wonder bread which i haven't had since i was a child which is like a scoop of ice cream in between them it's probably just anxiety over the waning grain supply <laughs> the due to the war in ukraine grain supply <laughs> this all these all sound like things phil would complain to <laughs> <when> about <laughs>
All right. So this is from Wikipedia. Um, I think it'll become clear pretty quickly what it refers to. Oh, oh my God. I was about to. I was going to ask about All right, here Space go. Jam. Uh, go ahead and read Very this good. for us. You read the whole thing, but you can stop wherever you want, and we can have uh, have a little little talks about the things that we we need to. Okay. <clears throat> uh, development. A sequel to Space Jam was planned as early as 1996, shortly after the original film was released into theaters worldwide. As development began, Space Jam 2 was going to involve a new basketball competition with Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes against Berserko, a new alien villain who was planned to be voiced by Mel Brooks. Artist Bob See, I told you it was gonna it was gonna come back to Michael Jordan. <laughs> you did, and I, I really I was like I was going to say I'm glad I didn't now, or maybe not, because it would have been good to have on on tape. But I was gonna say like we should do a Space Jam episode. Um, so really, Mel Brooks, Jesus Christ, can you believe he's, he's still alive? They could still do it. Uh, artist Bob Camp was tasked with designing Berserko, and his henchman Joe Pitka would have returned to direct. And Spike Brandt and Tony Cervone signed on as the animation supervisors. However, Jordan did not agree to star in a sequel. According to Camp, a producer lied to the studio by claiming that Jordan had signed on in order to keep the development going. Without Jordan involved with the project, Warner Bros. was not interested and canceled plans for Space Jam 2. Damn, dude. Fucking yeah, went around so their back fucking you know, telling tales to, you know, she's like, <laughs> don't worry, Jordan's totally on board. We got him. Keep the checks coming. Yeah. Now that feels like that doesn't feel in totally out of out of the ordinary for um you know for the Hollywood stuff. It's like you got to grease the wheels a little bit. You got to keep projects like on the boiler because you never know. You know, stars are fickle. Michael Jordan was an athlete. He was at the top of his game at this point. If you've watched um The Last Dance, which is a documentary on Netflix about Michael Jordan and the uh you know, like the last couple years of his career, um you they talk about Space Jam in one of the episodes and they talk about how basically he left to go shoot and then would go play games afterwards. So it was a hectic time, but dude was like one of the most famous people in the world at the time. So it made sense that they wanted to keep him on board, especially yeah. if, you know, the sequel was ever going to happen. And it's crazy but, that um, he was that famous and he just lived on like a street side, like, you know, like normal sized house in L.A., you know, like. You just walk, just walk right up, you know, knock on his door if you wanted. I mean, that's a man who trusts his public. I don't know what you're referencing. Do you remember his house in in Space Jam? Even though he's supposed to be real world Michael Jordan, you know, totally famous, you know, career being scrutinized for quitting to do baseball or whatever. When he goes home, his family lives in like a fucking like a street side house in like a normal looking neighborhood in L.A. Anyway, yeah. Okay. okay, I vaguely remember that. I guess it didn't really stick out to me as being notable, but I uh, hear well, Probably you. not when I was a child. I was like, Michael Jordan's just like me, <laughs> except he still has more money somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's, Michael Jordan is as far away from this Jordan as I think we could ever get. <laughs> I mean. Uh, why don't you read us the uh, the part two of this little article? Because I think this is where things get get spicy. Yeah, all right. Uh, the potential sequel re-entered development as Spy Jam and was to star Jackie Chan. Before I even keep going, did, did that movie end up turning into the tuxedo? Is <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think it was unrelated. Oh, come on. Jackie Chan, spy movie. Um, spy Jam. Spy Jam. Do you remember, have we talked about this? Do you remember what the goal of the villain was in Tuxedo and how they were going to do it? Jordan, I've never seen the tuxedo. Well, d don't you don't have to worry Unless too much I have, about it. Unless I have, and I've blocked it from my memory. Is that the one where they're trying to, like, steal all the water or something? They're trying to, like, use some chemical on the water that's going to make it all evaporate at once or something insane like that. Or the water will kill everyone. You drink it and you, like, turn into powder. Um, but Oh, that's the, what it is. You The water makes you thirsty, so you drink the water and then you turn into a mummy. Which yeah. is, like, again, very strange. But the way that they were going to poison the water is they were like, oh, like all of these, you know, if the surface tension on the water is broken at all, an alarm will go off and the plan will, you know, the villain's plan will be ruined. So the way that they're going to get the chemicals into the water is with genetically engineered water skeeter bugs that glide on the top of the water that will infect it. Anyway, I just uh, I've never stopped thinking about that. Probably at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to contemplate it for a moment. Um, yeah, okay. that is quite ridiculous. So I did see it, and I just blocked it from my memory. It is 
Jackie Chan's in a lot of bad movies. He's in a lot of good movies, too, but the tuxedo is probably bottom of the barrel, I think. Mm, I don't know. As the only Jackie Chan movie I've ever seen, it's probably his best work. So, the potential sequel... <laughs> Have you really never seen another Jackie Chan movie? You've only seen the tuxedo? That fucking sucks. I've never seen an actual Hong Kong uh, uh, Jackie Chan movie. Well, have you have you at least seen, like, Rush Hour? I've seen, like, Around the World in 80 Days. Uh, was he in that? Or no? You must I'm... have seen Rush Hour. No, I've never seen Rush Hour. What? Shanghai Nights? I was about to say, that's the one with Owen Wilson? Yeah, Shanghai Noon. Yeah, I saw parts of that as a kid, I think. <laughs> This is, anyway, a, this is a conversation for a different day. That's fine. I love the Jackie Chan adventures um, <laughs> at the end where he like, you know, where he punches like the stick man and like tells you, you know, to drink your milk and like do your homework. You're a fake fan. Jackie, mung beans. I think I'm the realest fan. <laughs> you watched the purest work. That's you right. watched the whole cartoon the and then at the end you were like, why the hell's accent get so hard to understand now? I just watched a whole half hour with him. He sounded fine. Yeah. Well, you just get shy when he's on camera. This potential sequel re-entered development as Spy Jam and was to star Jackie Chan in a different script. The studio was also planning uh, the studio was also planning a film titled Race Jam, which would have starred <laughs> Jeff Gordon, the fucking NASCAR guy. Can we talk about how bad right. of a title Race Jam is? Race Jam and Spy Jam. I mean, at least Race Jam is like, look. Race Jam kind of rhymes. It's fun, which is fun, but it does it does seem a little suspicious. Sure, um, for the NASCAR crowd, yeah, you think a movie called Sp- uh, Race Jam could get a little get a little edgy? Get a little edgy. Suddenly, we've gotten rid of the the lead African American actor, and the next movie's called Race Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the theme though. Just they were like Warner Brothers was like, we can just put jam on the end of yeah. words and like make as many of these things as we want. Jam I mean, is I the really brand. would have loved to have lived in a world where we just had like the jam series, yeah. you know? The jam trilogy. The j- the jam quadrilogy. The jamology. Yeah. <laughs> jamology. Jamnibus? No. Um uh, <laughs> start with our Jeff Gordon. That's the worst. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh, good. additionally. Pitka revealed that the following uh, that following the first film's success, he had been pitched a story for a sequel that would have starred professional golfer Tiger Woods with Jordan in a smaller role. What do you think they would have called that one? Fucking uh, club jam. Uh, what jam? Club jam or hole jam? <laughs> hole jam. <laughs> hole jam or log jam for Tiger Woods? Why would it be log jam? Because his name's Woods. Oh, wouldn't it just be Wood Jam? <laughs> Yeah, that's good too. But you know, but you couldn't do Tiger funnier. Jam because Tiger Jam sounds like a, like a power, like an energy bar. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Jam what sounds like, like something gol- you'd buy at like REI, like next to the cash register. <laughs> yeah, P- Putter Jam. What's like a good? What are all the Driver Jam, Ranger Range Jam? No, what, Driver what, what, what Jam is the, the sequel green? to Race Jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 do they call the range for for golfing? What do they call the green? The putting green? Putting Jam. The green Jam. Green Jam is two. That's nothing. That wouldn't like <laughs> they wouldn't jam, get audiences in green with Green Jam it. is confusing. It's just Green Jam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, it's so funny because What's the guy like, who puts the you would watch. You're watching like the Space Jam, and you're like, oh, this is my favorite movie. I wonder if there's a, a. I wonder if there's like a director's commentary. And the first five minutes of the director's commentary are talking about Space Jam, and the the entire rest of the runtime of the commentary is them talking about all of the failed sequels and how they couldn't come yeah. up with names for them. <laughs> couldn't. That was the the principal issue. Is we just yeah. they couldn't get any of them off the ground because they couldn't come up with a name. Yeah. You know, not even like a name for like the script you know because they always have a random bullshit like uh you know cover names couldn't even come up with that they're just like yeah. tiger wood space jam sequel like come on guys we can, we can get we can get a little more creative than that what is the guy who like uh ca- caddy jam there we go <laughs> yeah caddy j- caddy they get a cease and desist from adam sandler <laughs> why would he have anything to do with it it's not fucking happy madison no he owns jam. he owns <laughs> madison well they released them both it's a double feature <laughs> <laughs> 
Did he did did fuck it anyway? Uh, Pitka explained how the idea came from an out of studio script conference with people who worked on the original film allegedly involved. Allegedly, yeah. they've all disavowed yeah. this well, conversation. Well, it's like how Michael Jordan was also allegedly involved. He was just lying about everyone. It was one madman in a room with with jam written in the middle of a whiteboard and then a bunch of bubbles going to other words connecting them. Yeah. He was on having conference calls with big studio execs and he was just on the other end doing multiple voices. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you you tell him about your idea idea you had, Michael Jordan. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just like he just like foley's the sound of a basketball going through a hoop yeah. and he's like uh, Michael says this is going to be a slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he has to leave now. <laughs> Producer Ivan Reitman, see that's how you know this was going to be quality, <clears throat> was reportedly in favor of a film which would again star Jordan. Well, why wouldn't he be? The OG was the producer whose only job is to make his money back and make some money for the studio. Uh, wanted Michael Jordan back in the film? <laughs> he wasn't sold on Tiger Woods? <laughs> Tiger Woods didn't uh, the have nearly the star power. He's got the fucking charisma of a professional golfer. Yeah. You know? That's just what it is. I mean, I'm sure in the golf world, as like the first black man allowed to play the sport, it was probably, you know, like uh, people probably, you know, thought he was quite raucous, you know? I'm sure that he shook the sport to its foundation. But as a person who's not boring as fuck, like, I gotta say that I don't think there's a lot of entertainment value in Tiger Woods. No, I don't think so either. Well, that's why they were their other their other option, they were gonna go with a sequel to um, Snow Dogs that was gonna be called Cuba Gooding Jam. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened next, Jordan? There's more to this story. The f- yeah, the follow-up films were ultimately cancelled in favor of Looney Tunes Back in Action, 2003. Which they are not elaborating on here, I guess, because you can read, you know, the, the, its own article there. But yeah. quite the departure. I would hardly call Looney Tunes Back in Action a sequel to Space Jam. The only thing I it remember, has in common is that it's Looney Tunes in live action. Yeah. Space Jam is like an Indiana Jones thing. Space Jam is already a terrible movie. Like, even, even looking through nostalgia glasses, it's a terrible movie. But, like, Looney Tunes Back in Action is, like, a horrendous, like, you can barely sit through it movie. Like, at least Space yeah. Jam has, like some good moments it's got it's got your lola bunny it's got some cool basketball scenes it's got a couple like goofy jokes here and there it's got you know aliens are fun the aliens are fun michael jordan's pretty fun i mean he doesn't really know how to act but you know like you've got you've got nedry there to like balance him out but like yeah the back in action it's like man brendan fraser it's just brendan fraser doing his damnness to like not like just just he's the only person that makes that movie bearable and even he can't save it i mean, I haven't watched it since i was a kid i just remember being like i thought this was related to space jam yeah. and you know being like it was 2003 so i was what fucking i was like seven years old and i was like what is this garbage this is not more space jam yeah jordan's um, in the theater going like where's jeff gordon i thought this was race jam <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah i fucking i saw that in like uh <laughs> like a nascar magazine you know that we kept at my dad's house jordan's there with like a race car hat two american flags one in each hand waiting for the 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 race to start (laughs) all right so looney tunes back in action came out instead a film titled skate jam was an early development with tony hawk in the starring role now that would have been incredible that would have been actually that that would have been that's the best one on here it's the (laughs) only one that's made any sense so far (laughs) jeff gordon tiger woods fucking skate jam totally would have worked and like there's nothing about golf or like race cars that like has like you know people in excited in general no. whereas like skateboarding in the early 2000s would have had like the entire youth across the country yeah nay the world we we were all about our johnny tsunami's twos you know where he doesn't like surf anymore he, he skates i think i think that was a thing well he does he does land surfing well exactly they like make fun of he has to leave hawaii and move to la or something and they make fun of him because he's like a surfer and they're like we all fucking skate you big stupid loser and they call him because it's the 90s <clears throat> and uh yeah that was a weird part of the 90s where they <laughs> repeatedly were using like homophobic slurs in the disney yeah, on the disney channel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean there's that part in uh i know it's not a it's not a kid's movie and it's not by disney but there is that sort of shocking bit in bill and ted <laughs> where multiple <laughs> where bits they just where they murder them and then call them <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's funny. That's... They just hug each other and then shove each other away and call each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because and then so. you've got and then you've got fucking George Carlin coming out here and he's like, just be excellent to one another unless you're gay. <laughs> 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 that was a wild time. Yeah. The late 80s, early 90s. A film titled Skate Jam was an early development with Tony Hawk in the starring role. Um, plans were underway for production to begin immediately following the release of Looney Tunes back in action, but were canceled due to the poor financial performance of said film, despite improved critical reception to Space Jam. So that's insane to more, me, by the way, it made because money. Space Jam is but it's certainly like a, a better movie than, than Looney Tunes back in action. Okay, not to turn this into a Looney Tunes back in action review, but like uh, the, the, our new Looney Tunes back in action review podcast, which will be premiering next month. Yeah, produced by Serial. We've got Sarah Koenig, um, Koenig as a as a recurring <laughs> guest. No, it, it's Koenig. We didn't get Koenig. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't get Koenig or Koenig on the show. But we've got. We did get Adnan, and we do have Sarah Koenig. <laughs> Um, oh my god when some people talk about white power you know fucking and uh and like you know white identity and shit you know it, it gets racist real quick but when i talk about white identity i'm just talking about npr and my love of npr <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna <laughs> of say ira your, glass and sarah Koenig. your love of the canceled the canceled media sensation race jam <laughs> <laughs> um so but anyway i can i can understand why critics would react more uh, uh, positively to Looney Tunes back in action because Looney Tunes back in action is like a real movie with like actors and like a plot, you know, a three act structure and shit, you know, yeah. like it might be a lot more boring. It's not it's certainly not as interesting and like, it's not as fun to look back on because of all like the goofy meme material that is space jam with the terrible acting and the weird integration of the cartoons and Bill Murray being there <laughs> and, you know, like all uh, the, the bad dialogue and, you know, all of it, like, and, and the ludicrous premise, whereas Looney Tunes Back in Action is just your bog standard early 2000s uh, cartoons are in the real world movie. Yeah. There were a lot of those, you know. Um, were there? Well, it's there just was the this three. one. Well, there's this one. There's uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Is that one of the three you were going to mention? No, I guess um, Rocky and Bullwinkle counts. I forgot about that. I was just going to say Space Jam, back, Looney Tunes Back in Action, and uh, fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Well, Who Framed Roger Rabbit doesn't really count because he didn't come to, like, the real world. He came to weird 1950s world. Like, <laughs> you know, he wasn't, like, stomping around, like, modern-day New York. Um, but, like, uh, what what's the other one? The, who else came out of their cartoon in the real world? Fat Albert. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there were more. But, like, it was a thing that was happening. If you were making, like, a, if you were, like, bringing stuff back, they would, like, be coming into the real world. For, you know for comedic effect but they weren't wait, always cartoons but, i guess but hold on you're you're talking about two different things though because fat albert wasn't like a cartoon coming to life fat albert was just a live action version of the cartoon wasn't no, it they came out of the cartoon universe as live action actors but they start the movie as cartoons is that true yes they start the movie as cartoons from the 70s or whatever and they and they are all of a sudden pulled into modern day new york or chicago or wherever it takes place oh, okay yeah and I'm they're really sure. it's like culture shock right because they're surprised that they're no longer allowed to like you know drug and rape women <laughs> oh my <laughs> so bill cosby yes sorry yeah yes that's right because they're all because they're all because they're all <laughs> conceived they're all played by bill and cosby. played by bill cosby <laughs> what about little bill are we canceling little bill now was little bill somehow related to bill cosby <laughs> Something, something. Oh, but we don't have to go down this. We way. don't. We don't have to. We don't have to tarnish Little Bill here. All right. I was a Franklin kid Little, anyway. You, they're the same show. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I've really, I've really lost track of what's going on in this conversation. I was saying that Looney Tunes back in action is like a is like an actual movie, and Space Jam is a meme. So I can understand why critics at the time would have been easier on back in action. That's that's it. You know. Because because whether because something's quality is relative to, you know, like uh, the experience you have watching it. So that, that's all. Do me a f I'll, I'm going to vamp for a second. Do me a favor. Pull up, mm -hmm. pull up Metacritic. And I want you to look I want you to look those two movies up. I want to see what I want to see what Space Jam has versus what Looney Tunes has. Okay. Because okay. I am I am under the impression that I think you will be you are mistaken. I think Looney Tunes back in action. It'll probably be 
will probably have a, a lower rating. I can't imagine it having a higher rating. Okay. Because it is it is so so demonstrably a worse movie. It is a worse experience. You know, they're both bad. Let me be clear. <laughs> they're both bad. This isn't like a this isn't like a situation where like like a Shrek Shrek two situation where like yes they're memes but also there's some like cinematic value to be had yeah, there. See, so, they are so, just straight up bad movies. So here's what it is. So Space Jam. It was on Rotten Tomatoes. That's where I went because I want the audience score and the and the critics. Fine, score. no, fair, fair enough. Yeah, so, fair enough. Uh, that's Sp- that's what I meant when I said Metacritic. By yeah. the way, so uh, Space Jam is forty four percent critics, you know, Rotten sixty three percent audience, which makes sense because if you're okay. not a child and you're not watching it for nostalgic reasons, it is a terrible movie. If you had to watch that as an adult and bring your kids to it at that time, you probably would want to fucking shoot yourself. Um, <laughs> Through the through through some hoops, uh, anyway. So, um, Looney Tunes back in action, which like, oh God, even just the cover looks awful. It really does. It's like um, I remember it being like a like Master of Disguise level bad movie when I saw it as a child. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, uh, Looney Tunes back in action, fifty seven percent from critics over the forty four percent of Space Jam, but the audience so almost like a more than a ten point increase. Yeah. So for like, for as much as people will like get really hyper critical and animated about stuff that comes out today, the worst blockbuster and even some of the worst kids movies that come out nowadays, like pretty much blow 90s stuff out of the water, like eight times out of 10. There will be exceptions like stuff like the emoji movie and stuff like that, which are just certifiable garbage. But I think the difference is that like if you look back at like the 90s and early 2000s, like there was an emoji movie like every two months. <laughs> like it was a terrible time for movies. <laughs> There's some good stuff from the 90s, but like in terms of like kids content or like, you know, like teen content, it was it was slim pickings. There was some dog shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, you know, it just come off of like the deregulation of the 80s or whatever, where like <laughs> stuff for kids became exclusively just like toy commercials for like, you know, 20 years. Uh and then, like, the, the, the Disney renaissance, you know, made people like, oh, my God, they don't have to be, like, the worst. <laughs> Stuff for kids doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. be, like, actually the most terrible garbage uh, in existence. <laughs> what did you think of our variety episode today, Jordan? <laughs> One of the best. I, 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 we, we didn't <laughs> That's spend, a good answer. We didn't spend nearly enough time talking about how great a uh, Tony Hawk looney tunes movie could have been i think we could have gone a little bit into what the plot of that might have looked like but i i mean i think we can safely say they would have gone to the x games and you know bugs bunny would have like uh, been radical and you know put on his brain bucket and fucking you know they could have put some fish islands on it this is, might even be let me paint that. you a picture mm-hmm. let me paint you a picture this is exactly what the tony hawk looney tune this is exactly yeah. what skate jam would have looked like it would have looked like that one episode of rocket power where they go to the hawk's nest Oh my god. His fucking like yeah. secret like multi-stage indoor like uh sort of like a Willy Wonka like skate park. <laughs> yeah. It was. It exactly. was like Willy Wonka's fucking chocolate factory but for skateboarding. It's like your your friend yeah. disappears down the tube and you're like, uh, "Where did he go?" And it's like is fucking is he dead? And it's like, "Yes." Cuz yeah. uh, he, he <laughs> fell 85 feet and broke both his legs and there's no one that's going to get him out of that pit. He like got Darth mauled. Yeah. <laughs> and now fucking he's his skin has been tanned and dried and turned into grip tape for your custom <laughs> skateboards tape. that you get on your way out. Oh my gosh! You meet Tony Hawk. He's not like a hero. He's like a he's like a fucking demon skateboarder with like a flaming skull head and like a skateboard that just looks like it's made of like human remains. Yeah, when he goes to when you go to shake his hand, he fucking has to, you know, he reaches out and then like his other hand grabs his hand and restrains himself. I'm, like, I'm sorry, it's not safe for for me to touch you. Well, he yeah he oh, I'm, you're you're thinking he's like tortured. I was thinking he was like just a straight up like revenant. Like you go to shake his hand and he like he he goes to shake your hand and like your hand like just becomes like transparent. You see like the skeleton for a second and then he lets go and it goes back to normal. <laughs> yeah, like was that okay? It was like no. <laughs> you weren't. You're yeah. going to die. Yeah, you look you look at your wrist and you've got like there's just like a there's like there's like a, a tattoo, but it's like counting down. It's like a number, and it's like what what happens when it reaches zero? And he's like, "That's how much time you have to do a triple axle." 
Why is he making them do bike tricks, Michael? Thank you for listening to X Reader, <laughs> the uh, internet culture, love, appreciation, discussion podcast. Every week we tackle something new. If you liked what you heard, you can find the rest of our episodes on discussking.com slash X Reader, or you can go to discussking.com and click on the X Reader tab. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And uh, next week we'll be tackling a fan fiction again. So I hope you join us. That's right. Come on back if you... Uh... <laughs> Never mind. Good evening. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can They were put there by a man In a factory downtown And if I had my little way I'd eat peaches every day Sun-soaking bulges in the shade Moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches uh, So... How to keep your house clean. This was an article posted May 2nd, 2020, so relatively recent. Dude, sorry, well, I'm sorry, one second. My dog is just drinking water, like so much water. Dude, Tony, can you hear that? I can't hear it. It's like he's fucking... I don't even think I put that much in your bowl, dude. Are you Are you filling your own water bowl? He's backwashing, yeah. <laughs> he's not going to need me anymore. Okay, he's stopping for a second. He's pausing. He's looking around. But he hasn't moved yet. He's just like licking his chops. And he's going back in for... Okay, he's done. <laughs> he's finally done. And he's going okay. all the way in. All right.